Welcome to episode 145 of the Startup Show. Today we are here in Lausanne and I'm meeting with the CEO and co-founder of Best Mile, Raphael. And we are talking about the future of autonomous driving. We talk about Best Mile, obviously, and we talk about why you should start something on your own and how to get started. Make sure to stay tuned. Welcome to episode 145 of the Startup Show. Today I'm here for the first time in Lausanne, meeting with some very promising startups. So today I have the CEO and co-founder of Best Mile. Raphael, welcome to the show. Thank you. Welcome. It's such a pleasure to have you and it's really exciting to be here in Lausanne uh, today. As usual on the show, uh, you get about a minute and a half to introduce yourself uh, to my audience. Sure. So I'm Raphael, co-founder and CEO of Best Mile, uh, 30 years old, living here in Lausanne in Switzerland. I did my studies at uh, EPFL, which yeah. is a Swiss uh, Federal Institute of Technology here in Lausanne. In theory, it was studies in civil engineering, but as part of civil engineering, you have mobility and transportation. Mm -hmm. And this is how you see also the link uh, with Best Mile, because Best Mile, we are building a solution for transportation mm -hmm. companies. And so by having this kind of studies and background, it was really useful to, mm -hmm. to start a company like BestMile. So tell me what BestMile is doing. So BestMile, we are providing a cloud-based solution designed to connect, manage, and optimize any fleet of vehicles. So we are not a transportation company ourselves, but we are providing an ecosystem, an operating system, helping transportation companies to run and operate on-demand transportation solution. So if you want, it's a little bit like Uber and Lyft. They have their own solution for themselves, so they build their own software mm -hmm. a few years ago. But what we do at BestMile is that we are providing a similar software to transportation companies that don't want to build their own solution alone, uh, which is by far the biggest part of the market. We did that at the beginning for electric and autonomous vehicle. And mm -hmm. again, this is why we started BestMile. But you can also use the same kind of technology for existing solution with a human driver, because we know that the transition period between existing human-driven fleet to autonomous fleet is going to take 5, 10, maybe 20 years, mm -hmm. depending on the city and country. And so you really need to have this kind of mixed solution, which is completely vehicle agnostic, if you really want to help mm -hmm. transportation companies to run uh, an on-demand transportation system. Another analogy to maybe better understand what we do is like, if you look at an airport, you have people like Boeing and Airbus doing planes with a lot of technology inside the plane, including an autopilot. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty similar to a self-driving car. But at the end of the day, you still need a control tower if you want to have an airport working. Mm -hmm. And it's a little bit the same with on-demand transportation solution using autonomous vehicle. You will have technology inside the vehicle, really running the vehicle and making the vehicle smart. But you will have another type of technology on top of the vehicle, helping a transportation company to run a fleet. And we have this uh, second part of, uh, of the ecosystem. Mm -hmm. Maybe you can elaborate a little bit uh, more into practicality. Who, who are your customers and how are they using your solution? Yes. Our goal is really to partner and to help any type of transportation company. And we are mostly focusing on four categories. We can help transit operators or public transport operators in Europe. We can help TNCs or taxi companies also running on-demand transportation. Mm -hmm. And for the last few years, these both categories were clearly the focus at BestMind. But recently, we also started to focus on rental car companies 
as well as car makers or OEMs, because we also see these kind of new players going into on-demand transportation. Mm -hmm. So we really have these kind of four categories, and we can help them to run also four types of uh, on-demand transportation solution, two types with autonomous vehicle and two types uh, with human-driven vehicles. So mm -hmm. you can use our solution for fleets of autonomous shuttle, but also in a few months with robot taxis, uh, like a Google car, for example. And when it comes to human-driven mobility, you can use our solution to, to run high-dailing or micro-transit uh, mm -hmm. mobility solution. Mm -hmm. So it's a really large type of mobility solution working behind the scene like other types of software like SAP. Mm -hmm. SAP is maybe a good example. SAP is running a lot of businesses all around the globe, but without being really visible from the outside. Uh, and at Best Mile, we have the same kind of ambition being like an operating system for mobility solutions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When you look at, let's say, um, your, your landscape and competitors, mm -hmm. where would you see uh, are the biggest threats, let's say, directly for Best Mile? Is it more like other startups? Do you see, let's say, big corporate, let's say, a big car manufacturers mm. who are more developing also in this direction? It, it can be both, but if you are a car maker, you have to understand that, yes, if you want to become your own robot taxi company, in theory, you can build your own solution alone. You just need time, money, and knowledge, uh, but some car makers will try to do that, some others mm -hmm. will work with partners. Mm -hmm. But nevertheless, if you are a car maker and you want to sell your vehicles to another transportation company, you don't control. Uh, yes. like the taxi company in London or companies like that, you are never going to be able to sell the fleet and the control tower on top. Because if you are the taxi company of London and you buy both pieces of this ecosystem from the same player, then you are locked in a closed ecosystem. Mm -hmm. And this is why big transportation companies all around the globe are always going to look for vehicle agnostic solutions like ours because it's going to give them uh, a lot of freedom when it comes to the fleet mm -hmm. and the choice of the vehicle they want to, to use. But we have also competition from existing players designing conventional fleet management solution only for human-driven vehicles, and some of them will try to become compatible with autonomous vehicles in the next few years. Uh, we start to see also competition from new players, so new startups like us starting from scratch with a solution for autonomous vehicle. But as we started five years ago, we have a good, good ecosystem of existing partners. We also have the chance to work already today with some of the biggest transportation companies worldwide. Mm -hmm. I think we are in a quite good position. Mm -hmm. when, you, when you look at the ecosystem that you just mentioned, where do you see, let's say, the biggest challenges uh, coming the years ahead of you? It's really finding a good way for us to, to work with big car makers, to make them realize that they don't need to reinvent the wheel. Again, we, before we were just taking the example of SAP. SAP mm -hmm. is at the center of a lot of businesses all around the globe, but at the end of the day, no one is building again its own SAP yes. because it's just cool and they want yeah. to control it. <laughs> At some point, it will become the same with on-demand mobility solutions. Uh, but it's a step-by-step -step approach where you really have to prove the value. You have also to prove to big companies that you are a credible partner and you are not going to die in two months. Uh, so sometimes being a startup is nice, uh, but when it comes to really big transportation companies or big car makers, you also have to be a credible company. Mm -hmm. Uh, and this is why we are scaling quite fast in order to reach right. uh, this kind of minimal size in order to become a good partner for mm -hmm. these kind of companies. Mm -hmm. and we always do like some research and try mm -hmm. to find out like what people are interested. And one of the questions you kind of like already answered it, but um, is um, have you ever considered like building your own cars? No, never. <laughs> because I think we, we want to be really clear about where we want to yes. be in the value chain. Uh, just before I was saying for a car maker, yes. it's going to be really difficult to sell the car and 
uh, the operating system on top. And the same is true for us. If yeah. we do the car, we cannot do the operating system on top and vice versa. Again, the strong point of Best Mile is to be vehicle agnostic. So by using our tool, uh, transportation companies can run any type of fleet, autonomous vehicle, non-autonomous vehicle, maybe autonomous vehicle from different types or different brands. Mm -hmm. And if we were building our own vehicle, having this kind of flexibility will not be possible mm -hmm. uh, because external partners will not work with us. Right. And when you look a little bit into the future, you mentioned the timeline about five to 20 mm -hmm. years, which is kind of a, a big, big estimate. Yes, like, <laughs> it's quite large. Yeah, sure. What will it depend on? Let's say if you say like we go for the more optimistic of five years um, why would it happen in five years what could it hold it back mm. till 20 years well I think you have to realize that it's already happening if you go to Phoenix in Arizona you are going to see a big fleet of vehicles operated by Waymo which is a Google car division of uh, Alphabet mm -hmm. so I think we are now at a stage where this technology is working and you have some early companies starting to run it at scale. Uh, you have other car makers like General Motors or mm -hmm. others who are going to do that in the next few months or one, two years. So we are really at the beginning of something that is going to change really heavily how people are living and moving in cities. Mm -hmm. But it's still going to be a step-by-step -step approach. Tomorrow, you are not going to see uh, 100 million of robotaxi everywhere all around the globe. It's going to be a few selected cities where you have a political willingness to have this kind of solution, also where the road network is good enough, where you have like connectivity, where weather is not too bad, uh, because for this kind of vehicles, having good weather is important. Okay. So you have a few limited number of uh, conditions allowing transportation companies to start running on demand and autonomous mobility solution. But it's going to, again, to, to grow step by step. Sure. Uh, but it's already a reality today. This yeah. is my, my main point. Let's say five to 20 years is yes. a very big uh, gap. Do you have like any like say estimate of time where you say like I believe in so and so many years it's going to be I think know. in the next five years we are going to see uh, maybe 10 20 cities worldwide running robotaxi at scale mm -hmm. uh, some cities in the United States might be cities in Europe like London uh, also Dubai Singapore Tokyo for example Tokyo is going to organize the next Olympic Games and they would like to use that as a showcase for uh, new technologies like uh, like autonomous vehicle so yes it's coming it's coming I think faster than a, than a lot of people thought five years ago people were saying okay we are 20 years out, uh, but it's happening right now. Yes. Uh, again, people like General Motors and Waymo are, are almost ready. Right, right. Danny Gutenberg said 2020. Not sure if you know him. Yeah, 2020, 2022. It's more or less what all the car makers are targeting. But you have to realize that it's not going to be vehicles sold to you and me. It doesn't make any sense to own an autonomous vehicle, a fully autonomous vehicle. It's going to be too expensive. You are going to have way too much constraints when it comes to maintenance, um, updates, and all these kind of things. So these vehicles are really going to be owned as a fleet by a transportation company. Mm -hmm. And this transportation company is going to offer you a service, so a like service like Uber, but fully robotized right. and for a cheaper price because you don't have to pay the driver inside. Right. Now, when you look more into, let's say, the ecosystem, I mean, you've been in the game for at least five years now here in Lausanne. What do you notice about the ecosystem here and in general, let's say, Switzerland? Well, Switzerland, we are not a country of car makers, no. <laughs> unlike uh, France or, or Germany, but we are a country with a really good quality of transportation solutions. And mm -hmm. I think it's a nice place for a company like Best Mile to start. 
because we are not French or German, we can be really independent and, and work easily with both. We are really close to really strong schools like EPFL here in Lausanne, uh, which is a really nice place to attract talent and to hire people. Mm -hmm. But since the beginning, we also understood that just being in Switzerland was not enough. Anyway, the market in Switzerland is way too small. So by definition, our market is global. And if you want to target a global market like that, you have to have also local teams elsewhere. And this is why since 2016, we started to have a small team in San Francisco. And this team uh, also uh, scaled quite a lot over the last few months. We also opened small offices in Asia, like in Tokyo and Singapore. Mm -hmm. So really in places where we see a need to have a stronger relationship with customers or partners. Um, because we know that we cannot do everything from Lausanne, for sure. Right, right. And Ben, what, what about Lausanne by itself? Well, I think Lausanne, uh, again, proximity with EPFL yes. was really, really important for us at the beginning. EPFL was, in reality, our first customer. In 2014 and mm -hmm. 15, we were part of two European projects, which took place here in Lausanne. Uh, and we use this kind of project to develop, test and validate our technology. So it was really a, a unique opportunity and we were lucky to have people like EPFL mm -hmm. uh, trusting us uh, and, yeah, and allowing us to be part of this kind of project. Mm -hmm. But we have like 25 nationalities at Best Mile, so mm -hmm. having a diploma from EPFL is by far not a criteria. Yeah. At the beginning, it was an easy choice for us to attract people out of EPFL. Yeah. Uh, but as of today, we are hiring people all around the globe and we have a really international team. Right. So when you look at, let's say, the next couple of years, uh, what's ahead of you with my best man? I think the next step is really to secure global uh, relationship and partnership with really big transportation companies operating globally and in multiple cities. This is more on, on the customer side. When it comes to partners, so mostly people developing technology or developing vehicles, Uh, we are now also accelerating quite a lot and building relationships with uh, tech companies, historical car makers, OEMs, T1 suppliers. Because we know that we are in an industry where anyway you, it's impossible to do everything alone. And even big companies like Mercedes or Renault Nissan, they understand that. So it's an industry where partnerships are really, really important. And we want to, to be able to be in a good position mm -hmm. to secure partnership with big companies. So it's really like the Two, two paths, on one side customers, on one side partners, mm -hmm. and both are helping each other. Right. How do you achieve and maintain a balanced life? I think you don't have any, any secret for that. Being an entrepreneur, you have to work a lot. It's your company, so it's not really a usual job. So clearly you, you work at 24-7, but you have to find a, a balance. But I don't, I still don't have the secret. <laughs> Okay, how, how do you keep focused? I think you just have to put priorities and to know really what is important for you in the next one or three months. Also, you have to be able to delegate, which is not really easy at the beginning when the team is scaling. Then you have to rely on good people in your team and if, if you want to scale fast, otherwise doing everything alone is not possible. Uh, what's most important to you in an investor? I think it's to have what we call smart money because just finding people putting some money is fine and, and you can find that pretty easily. But if you want to have investors who can bring you value like network, advice, uh, knowledge about scaling international companies, it's a little bit harder. Mm -hmm. uh, but at Best we were lucky to find partners like that helping us to support, uh, let's say, our growth. What is the best tip to get an, in, uh, an investor? Mm -hmm. uh, I would say it's important for us to have investors who understand why our 
industry or technology is specific. It's really an industry where you have to invest a lot at the beginning if you want to build a strong technology platform, mm -hmm. but you cannot sell millions at the beginning because as long as fleets are small and as long as you don't have a lot of vehicle, you cannot generate a lot of revenue, but nevertheless, you still have to grow and, uh, and scale and, uh, and invest in technology. So you have mm -hmm. to find investors who see this kind of long-term vision and, and ambition. When you look back on your five years in entrepreneurship, um, what was your most memorable startup moment? Well, I think we had quite a lot of them. It might be like the first big partner or the first customer. Clearly, fundraisings are always really important mm -hmm. milestone because it's really a way to, to scale forward and to uh, start, a, a, let's say, a new step in our story. And we also had quite a lot of visibility worldwide when it comes to startup competition. We were part like this year of, uh, of the World Economic Forum. So mm -hmm. all these kind of small moments are really important in, in the way we operate and, and mm -hmm. scale best man. But these are all highs and lows. <laughs> no, always. Like I think managing the team is always hard. Like over the last 12 months, we more or less doubled the size of the team. And so having this kind of scaling is never easy. So you have to make sure people can work together in an efficient way, making sure you communicate correctly. We have people all around the globe and making sure everyone has the same information at the same time. It's, it's clearly a challenge. Mm -hmm. But I think as of today, we, we, we manage that quite good, in a quite good way. The last part of the interview is about you living a legacy for the future. <laughs> Uh, maybe you can give some advice, something that like you feel like, oh, you wish you knew 20 years ago or 10 years ago, yeah. or maybe even just before you started, like something that you can share yeah. uh, with, with my audience out there. Well, I think when you are an entrepreneur, like I'm an engineer, I did yeah. some studies at EPFL in mobility and transportation, but on my daily life, I'm almost not using at all what I learned in my school. <laughs> so I learned a way to learn, a, a, a way to think, but at the end of the day, when you are uh, an entrepreneur or, or co-founder of a startup, you are spending your day managing finance, customers, HR, investors, you have to do uh, also quite a lot of PR, like what we do today. Yeah. It's a lot of stuff you don't learn at all at school. Yeah. You just learn by doing. And I think you just just have to start. You have to take a little bit of risk. Don't ask yourself too many questions and you, you learn by doing. Then it's all about finding a balance between scaling fast and in an efficient way while still keeping the level of risk as low as possible in order to make sure you can uh, align your scaling on, mm -hmm. on the timing of your industry. Because in our case, we are really in a, in a new industry, fast-moving industry. Uh, this industry is going to change, again, a lot of things about the way people are moving and, and living in cities. And quite a lot of people are comparing autonomous vehicles to like the beginning of internet, like 20 years ago. So it's going to have massive impact but nevertheless the timing of this industry is still a little bit unknown so you have to scale you have to become big enough to become a credible partner for big companies mm -hmm. worldwide but still uh, being smart enough to align what you do on on your market right good uh, Rafa, thank you so much for being on the show today thank I you i really appreciate it thank you very much everybody who tuned in today for today's video interview have a great day